Why does God allow bad things to happen? And how does he draw good things out of those bad things? That's what we're going to be talking about today Today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's show or if you have ideas for future shows, we want you to reach out to us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio today by Renee, but it's not Renee Kranz. Oh. It's the OG Renee. <laughs> I, 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 see, I didn't say old Renee. I want to be clear there. Uh, Renee Leach is in studio, and what, what I mean, the OG So Renee was a longtime regular guest co-host of Ignition. Uh, and then just things got busy, and it's been probably a few years. You were back for episode 500. I was back. We got the gang all together. That was a lot of fun, but uh, I convinced you to come back again. Thank you for coming. I, I, I hope you don't regret it by the time we're done. No, but I have to tell you, I was a little nervous. Oh, God, don't be nervous. So. <laughs> There's just, you know, millions of people who are Well, things have, you know, this. things have advanced and right, gotten we're video better, and now. it's more sophisticated. Right. And, yeah. So, Renee, in case, uh, for, for people who maybe aren't longtime listeners of Ignition, don't recall your past appearances in the show, would you just briefly introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Renee Leach. I work for the Diocese in the Human Resources Office. I've been um, here for about 15 years, 15. which is a long time. Don't say it, Chris. I'm, I'm old. I'm one oh. of the old staff. Yeah. Um, I am married. I have... Uh, two awesome kids and two beautiful grandbabies and um, just a beloved daughter of God. Amen. I'm glad you ended with that because in a way you, you, we, we uh, save the best for last because that's the truest part of your identity of Absolutely. who you are. As it is for all of us. So this is um, several, well, a few, at least a few months ago, we recorded an episode uh, in which Renee Kranz and I talked about um, a, a little some some counsel for, from Saint Francis de Sales about how to basically it, it was about I think being uh, living with peace and trust in the midst of chaos. trials and chaos. Mm -hmm. uh, and and you commented on that episode afterwards, and you said we need to do an episode on. And I I feel like this is kind of almost like your tagline, so I almost didn't even want to say it. You said we, we you said we need to do an episode on. God wastes nothing. God wastes nothing. So I think that that will be uh, the episode, uh, the title for this episode. So I want to start by just sort of explaining or asking you to explain, Renee, what does that mean? And maybe what, either way, what does it mean objectively or and or either both? What does it mean to Renee Leach to say that God wastes nothing? I'm a firm believer that um, we live in a broken world. And this is not what God intended it to be. Yep. And we all face trials and challenges and hard things and seasons that just seem to go on forever. And in the midst of all of that, I think we sometimes forget that God is working in the midst of that. And he can take the most horrendous situations and have blessings happen or cause, you know, use that situation to prepare us for the next season that's coming. And that 
every experience and everything that we go through, this is this isn't our home. This isn't our end. This isn't the end goal. And our our life here is about learning lessons and purifying ourselves so that we're prepared to spend eternity with God. And every every encounter, every situation is an opportunity for us where he works. And it's not just for us, but God works in the midst of that to help us further along on our journey. I love that. It's a beautiful answer. Why is our, why is it such an important thing for Renee Leach? Why is this truth? Because there's all sorts of things that we believe as Christians, as Catholics. But this one, I just, because I know you pretty well, um, I know that you really... Uh, to say you're, you you are passionate about it, but right now the word, the image that's coming to mind is anchor. Like this this in a in a way has at times in your life maybe always does, but has at times certainly anchored you. Can, can you talk why about why this is such an important truth reality for you? Um, I've gone through many seasons in my life where um... there's four, aren't there? <laughs> just four it just depends four. on what state you live in if there, you oh, know, that's true. might be that's only true. two in that's some true. seasons um so what do you say so i'm i'm interrupting there what, when you say just for in case people what, what do you mean by seasons of life? i i put um life into um categories of seasons and sometimes we have seasons where life seems to be rolling on pretty well everything is going great There are no hardships and there are no trials. And then we have those seasons where um, maybe somebody dies or um, there's something that happens, uh, there's a sickness or you have, you know, I I raised teenagers and and maybe you're going through something with your adult children and those kind of things. And those are seasons. And and, um, the thing for me to remember is those when we get to those points in life where life is hard. They don't last forever. Mm-hmm. It's a season. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that season, there is something that God is either trying to teach us or there's something that he's using to prepare us for the next thing down the road. Um, I can give an example of a time where um, one of my children was struggling um, greatly in their life, and um, it caused a, a, a scenario where this child and I had to really um, come head to head and mm-hmm. come to um, really break down the the walls of communication the, that we had built up against each other. It right. made us communicate more, and. Um, and it was a hard season, um, but further down the road, I was so thankful for that hard season because as that child has continued through life, it created a bond between that child and I that we are a safe place for her to come. We are a safe place um, because we've broken down those walls of communication it, going through a very hard season um now sh- there we are we are uh, a rock maybe in the storm for her and we don't have to push through all of that that we went through before so to i mean those dots are pretty close together but i want to connect them anyway so to say that god wastes nothing means that he can take a 
this 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 metaphor image of a of a hard season, right? Like a, a really difficult trial of whatever sort, um, and bring something good out. So, so that the, the the whether it's emotional pain or physical pain or whatever sort of pain or suffering or, or, or trial we experience, that is not wasted. God wastes nothing. He is able to draw good out of that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And I think it's it's important for people to re, to not misunderstand something here. We're not saying that God willed. So whatever the, the the hard season that you you were just referring to in your life, it's not that God wanted that to happen. Exactly. To any of you, the point is that this happened, and He is able to draw something good out of it. Exactly. Yes. So <laughs> you can say exactly again. It's okay. It'll become a drinking game. That's yeah, all right. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, I, I, and the reason I emphasize that is because I think sometimes people can hear Christians talking about God's fatherly providential care, which is another way. Uh, a, divine a, choreography. Divine choreography. Yeah. Like, oh, so God like made this happen so he could have something good happen. No, 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 no. no. This happened, and he did allow it to happen, which is a mystery. But he did not will. He didn't want this suffering to happen. But he did draw something good out of it. Right. He's going to take something that's hard and use it for our good. I mean, um, even even it even goes into the situation. And the tagline I use a lot is like, "Okay, I'm an, I maybe I make a really dumb decision, and I get myself into trouble, and I." Um, you know, take a path that wasn't necessarily God's path for yep. me. And he's going to look down at me and he can, he's going to say, okay, beloved daughter, that's what you did. Since you're going to do that, I'm going to do this and work it for your good to get you back on the path that I want you on. So the mystery of the, 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 the beautiful mystery to me in this is that, so actions have consequences, Right. So Correct. so so there might be a, a, a negative consequence that just the natural consequence yes. of what I do may have. Neg- but but the, the beautiful thing here is the Lord can. Um, so he allows us to experience as, as a good, good father will do, allows us to experience the pain of our mistake. And yet he still is working for our good. Exactly. And I think that, you know, a lot of times when we go through um, a serious illness or the death of somebody that we love or when these hard seasons that I talk about, a lot of times, and I've been guilty of this too, is you shake your fist at God and say, why God? Or my, really God? You know, you mumble and you groan and you complain and, and instead I've learned just through my life is that you shouldn't be asking why you should be asking, okay, God, what are, what is it that I'm supposed to be learning in this season to help me grow closer to you? And where are you in the midst of all of this? Right. Because he's there. Right. Somewhere. Okay. So this is all fine and good and everything, but I'm sure some people are saying to us right now, what you just said, you said to God, really? Like, really guys? Like, Mm -hmm. How, so, um, is this really real? So you've just given examples how it's really real, but then, okay, how do we concretely, practically live 
this way. So if, if somebody is listening to this and they're immediately thinking about countless times in their life where they've had a hard season uh, and they've asked God, really? Like why? And so on. But now they're, they're listening to, to us talking, okay, God wastes nothing. He's going to, he can draw good out of this. So next time around, what do I do differently? What would you say? What would you say to that? What I would say and and what I've learned, um, is what God desires most from us is that we love him and he wants a relationship with us. And where we get in trouble every single time is we don't trust him. Mm. We don't trust that love. Um, we have soul amnesia. You know, we can, in the good times when things are easy, we can, we can remember it very easily. But when it's hard, we forget his goodness. Um, for me, it's really important for me to sit down and name where I saw God in the day. Mm. Um, even in the hard stuff, and it can be little stuff. It can be, um, as simple as for me, seeing a sparrow fly, um, in the sky close by is, um, God sees a sparrow and God sees me. Mm. And so it's just taking time every day. What I do is list five things where I saw God's presence or saw the way God was loving me in that day. And when you focus on where God is in, in there, you learn that he, that you can trust him. And the other thing that I think journaling is so important because oh boy, <laughs> it is important because you, you know, we forget. Yep. The greatest sin of a Jew, Chris, you, yeah, we've talked yeah, about this many we times, have, we is have. we forget. And so it's so important as, as, as you're going through those hard seasons to write down what you're praying for mm. so that you can look back and say, oh, God, I see you answered that one and you answered that one Amen. and you answered that one. So I want to ask you uh, in just a minute if you can give. So I, as you were just talking there beautifully about what you. So this is very great answer to my question. What do you? What do we concretely, practically do? So your counsel is to sit down. Um, that what you do is daily basis. Try to um, reflect on five ways where you've seen God working. Uh, and I think that even that idea for some people. What do you mean by seeing God working? So I'd like you in just a minute to. Maybe if you can give like a really actually mundane, ordinary example sure. from recently sure. of how you've seen that happen. But folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Berg, while talking today with Renee Leach about how God wastes nothing, about how those hard times in our life, those hard seasons, those trials, pain and suffering that we experience, that God, although he doesn't will those difficulties in our lives, uh, he is still able to draw good from them. And so we're just talking here about how we can actually do that. So you're giving this example or the, the, making this this um, point, recommendation, to sit down and, and on a regular basis, daily basis, thinking about um, how you've seen God working as a way in, in hard seasons to recognize how he's drawing good from this. So can you give, again, an ordinary, mundane example of how you've seen God working in your life recently? Um, well, I, and I list them every day. Uh, yesterday I was having a really hard day. Um, I had, it's cause I didn't stop by. I apologize. I had I decided that I, you know, you st I start the day thinking, okay, I'm going to go to daily mass. 
Um, and then the day kind of explodes and I'm not going to get there. And at 11.58, a friend walked in and said, let's go to Mass. And I said, no, I can't. I'm too busy. And she grabbed me by the hand and said, that's when you need to go to get Mass. And so to me, um, God worked through her mm. to get me over to Mass. It, and it's simple, simple things. Um, again, the sparrow, I, um, I, I'm a big nature fan. I think God is very, um, very visible in nature. I, um, I like to see um, butterflies flying. I think that's a joy sign for me. That's God saying, I love you. He, yep. I think he created butterflies for me right. specifically. Um, but that might be a little prideful. Uh, actually, I think there's a lot of truth to that, but that's probably episode another a conversation for another episode. Um, and um, it could be as simple as um, maybe opening the make you know your Bible in the morning to do your morning prayers, and um, what exactly you read is what applies to your life right. in the moment or. Um, recently, I'm I have been struggling um, with just trust. Um, it's a very constant, human, very yeah. human, constant problem for me. And I tripped across a book that has just really spoken into my heart, and it's a book that's been out for a little bit, but I hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, um, God knows when I need to hear it, and makes it happen. So I want to go back to the, the example you started with. Um, this is uh, incident yesterday where you can't go to mass, but they your friend drags you with. Um, did you so just uh, to, to make it concrete? So is this sort of looking back part of your? Is this uh, do you do it at the same time every day? Is it a nighttime ritual, a morning ritual? Like how does Renee Leach make? Because for me, for me, what you're talking about, I have to be really intentional about doing that. And for me, this that's the best. It's best done in the morning because by the end of the day, I'm like tired and if I started reflect on uh incidences like instances like what you described looking for God's presence in your day if I did that at the end of the day I'd probably fall asleep before I got to number three (laughs) let alone five so I'm just curious when you find it to be most fruitful in your life to sort of or in your day or week or whatever you do it to look back and okay where did I see God recently you know I think it's important to set aside time to do that um and and be consistent at it. I think that's what is most fruitful. But I am terrible at that, <laughs> to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. Um, so I try to practice the habit of being still mm. um, throughout the day, mm. um, and being and taking note of what's going on. And so it. And for me, it's about um, silence. Um, I have a tendency to uh, immerse myself in noise, and I think part of it is um, subconsciously I'm running from God because right. I don't want to hear what he has to say yeah. sometimes, especially when you're going through a hard season. Yep. So it's about being mindful, maybe shutting off the radio in the morning on the way to work and just being aware of what's going on around you um, and or you know, on the, I'm blessed to work in an environment where um, I'm surrounded with good Catholic people all day, and and he um, blesses me constantly with 
people walking into my office and speaking truth into my day. Um, but it's about being aware and, mm-hmm. and looking yep, for awareness. him. Yep. He is there and being yep. quiet. Yep. Yeah, I, I try to do that as part of my, so I kind of alluded to this already, but my morning, so I, I my daily prayer, like in terms of that focused time, like yeah. where I'm very intentional about my conversations with the Lord, for me, that's best done in the morning because I fall asleep. And it's during that time, that time of prayer that I try to look back. So for me, it's looking at the previous day. All right, Correct. Lord. Yep. And and I think it's an important thing for, for us to highlight here. It's not, it, 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 it is thinking about what we're grateful for, what God has done for us, but but we're what you're describing and and what I try to do as well, it's more than that. It's not just looking uh, trying to be aware of the gifts that God is giving us uh, in my case the previous day yeah. for you uh, uh, throughout the day. Um, it's looking for the presence of the giver, for God himself exactly. as he's giving the gifts exactly. to us. Why is that an important um, distinction, I guess, uh, for you? Because God isn't Santa Claus, mm. and it's not about what he gives me. That's not the point. Um, he is generous and merciful and kind, but that's still not the point. Um, the point is is that he loves me, mm-hmm. and he has created me, and I am never alone. Mm-hmm. And there isn't anything... Um, when, when we go through seasons where life is hard, um, it's not about breaking us and it's not about, mm. um, you know, squashing us. God isn't a judge sitting on the hill persecuting us all the time. He's, he's a God, he's love, and, and that's what he wants. And when we see him in that way, um, it changes the relationship. Amen. And I think as you were talking there, it- and you'd already said this yourself earlier, but um, <clears throat> when we're looking for the gifts, we're looking for the good things that happened. But something you said earlier was the Lord's in every circumstance, uh, the good things, but also the bad the things bad. that happen. Mm-hmm. So the sort of the challenge there for us is when those quiet moments, whether it's throughout the day, as you said, or for me, the beginning of the day, or for some people, they'll do this at the end of the day, look back at their day. Um, the invitation, the challenge uh, here is to look for the Lord's presence, his face, as you've heard me describe it, his gaze on us, to look for his presence, his face, his gaze on us, not just in the good circumstances, the good things that happen, but even in the difficult ones, mm-hmm. because he is, there. he is there. He didn't check out. He didn't walk away. He didn't forget about us. He's present. Yep. And I'll give you an example. I have, um, I have a chronic disease, ulcerative colitis, and it has... Um, been uh, very challenging in my life it's been incapacitating at times it's it's caused me to change jobs it's it's really affected my life I've missed out on things and 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 has been very difficult for me and my family and I remember having a conversation um with with a extended family member saying you know why don't you just pray and ask God to heal you and um Sometimes the answer that you get from God is no. I'm going to use it for something else, and I'm you know, God wastes nothing. Mm-hmm. He's going to use it for my good. And the gift in having this chronic disease is that it it forces me to slow down. Mm-hmm. It had it um, it has definitely benefited my prayer life. Um, it keeps me praying mm-hmm. at times, um, 
it has, um, it has, because I have lived with this disease and my children have lived with this disease, it has made them <clears throat> compassionate and empathetic yeah. and kind. And um, it, it has changed the disease. There's, there have been so many blessings that have come because of the disease. That do I do I wish I didn't have it? Absolutely, I wish I didn't have it. And God wastes nothing in the midst of it. He is present. He is He is working beautiful things for my family in the midst of it, and I'm better because of it. And that's I, I that's a great example to me because that's a very real thing that as you just explained, has had and continues to have real-world consequences for you. And yet you are able right now to explain to us, to help us see how you see that um, as a way where God is present to you. And uh, even in a way that some people, whoa, whoa, whoa. But it's, it's even been even a blessing. This, yeah, this, this chronic absolutely. disease has been a blessing absolutely. in your life. So, Renee, we've got about two minutes left. We have to get to the Scripture which goes along, <laughs> if, if we didn't get to this, uh, if the scripture that, that goes along with this idea of God wasting nothing, uh, we would be shaming, uh, shame on you, shame on me by, uh, when we were done recording. So what's the verse in the Bible that, that really speaks to this? Uh, Romans eight twenty eight, Which says what? Uh, we know that in everything, God works for good with those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. So again, could you read one more time, Renee? We know that in everything, God works for good with those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. So Paul says there, we know, not we think. Maybe. Maybe, we hope. He says, we know that in everything. Everything. Not the good things, not some of the time, not most of the time, not 99% of the time. In everything. God works for good with those who love him. Mm-hmm. So just as, as we're wrapping up, what would you, well, I'm actually, I was going to narrow it, but I'm going to leave it open to you. What are your closing thoughts for, for people? I was, I was going to say, what would you say to somebody who's hearing this and maybe is skeptical, but I actually don't want to pigeonhole it for you. Like, what would you just say by way of closing in the, the final minute that we have left? Sometimes those hard seasons, provide us with the opportunity to grow closer to God. Sometimes those hard seasons are the way through mm. to him. Mm. I'm re- so I'm mindful. I, I thank you for saying that because I remember a conversation you and I had once, and I think I shared with you something that I heard a priest say in his homily. I, I actually do remember this conversation now. I remember the priest was, um, where he talked about how for Jesus, the cross was the way to, he didn't try to go around Calvary. He had to go through it. It was the way to the, to resurrection. the resurrection. And that's oftentimes, we're called to pick up our cross daily and follow after him. For us too, there will be times when we're called to go through our own Calvary. Not We want to avoid it, but we're called to go pick through it, it. Because on the other side will be the resurrection. Renee, thanks for being here today. This was great. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes. Until next time, may God bless you.